Blog Talk Radio. Fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, motherfucker. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Pizza, raw G, Brucey B, kick the free. Funk, master flex, love bug, star ski. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know. All right, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to another exciting, wonderful, lovely episode of Your Week Ahead with Mama Dada Astrology right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on the Onto Astrology channel. We were out last week. Y'all know that this Scorpio season is highlighting transformations, it's highlighting um, death and rebirth, it's highlighting health, sexual health specifically, um, but also healing in general, so um, healing of all sorts and kinds of things. And I got (laughs) under the weather last week. It was so bad, y'all. It started out with sneezing and dripping on my chest and then coughing, and it was just bad. There was no way I could have um, suffered through a show and given y'all what y'all deserve. So I am back. I am not withholding or skimping on y'all. The horoscopes that we missed last week, some tidbits about um, the, the very energies that are passing through this week right now, I've got for y'all, so I'm not going to leave y'all hanging just because I was out. Um, Today, tonight, is the Scorpio new moon, and we're going to get into that here in a bit. Venus entered Libra on Sunday. The very planet that rules Libra entered its home, one of its two home signs, the sign of relationships and harmony and balance and diplomacy and one-to-one relationships. So Venus entering any sign is definitely going to add some sweetness to it. So I hope everyone's intimate relationships are getting a lovely boost from that pleasurable energy that Venus represents and brings. Additionally, tomorrow Mars enters Libra. Mars and Venus are running so close together right now um, that pretty much whatever you see one do, the other one's not too far behind. 
And then we're going to jump into our actual week ahead once we catch up. And, um, you know, I'm not going to rush it because I want you all to have um, good quality info. But the week, in the week ahead, you're going to see quite a bit going on. Uh, <clears throat> next week, November the 15th through the 21st, We've got a Sun-Mercury alignment on the 17th. Neptune is stationing direct on the 18th, a first quarter moon in Aquarius on the 19th. Mercury enters Sagittarius, the theme of our show, on the 20th. And there's a Venus-Pluto square that y'all might actually love happening on the 20th as well. So without further ado, we're going to jump in. I want to not go a step further, a moment further, without paying homage, honoring, and respecting and revering our divine, great divine ancestors without whom we would not be able to get back on this show today. So I say and give thanks. And a special thank you to Brother Ampu for the divine opportunity to get together again, and a shout-out to Minister Jew, the imagination guru himself, and the um, marvelous, wonderful things um, going on with him and the realimaginationguru.com. Keisha is still going live on t- with Tarot, t- Tarot Tuesdays, so y'all make sure to tune, call in and get a free mini reading. And, of course, the rest of the um, infamous <laughs> My Astrology Coach team, the powerful Tanika, Aminti, um, shout out to them as well. You got to recognize the team. All right, so let's get to it, y'all. Um, Once again, with Venus entering Libra, it's anywhere Venus is unless it's like in detriment in a sign where it just doesn't fit or belong. And obviously, with whatever, please keep this in mind, guys, whatever general horoscopes I am reading for y'all, please note and keep in mind that your particular and personal astrology and horoscope with any of these transits or alignments could be very, very different from the general horoscope I'm reading, okay? Um, I've just seen it too many times where either it'll be like this really great horoscope and then you get into someone and it's really impacting a, a significant planet or point of theirs in a more challenging way than the general horoscope would lead you to believe. And so that's the importance of having a personal astrologer on your team. Um, Feel free. Oh, before I even go any further than that, uh, just to finish that out, uh, having access to your personal horoscope for a particular transit is powerful. And if you don't know how to access that information, don't know how to pull it up, the the wheel and look at the um, lines, the aspect lines and read those and interpret those, yeah, get you an astrologer. You've got a slew of us to choose from right here at My Astrology Coach. You can contact me personally at Adrian A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at MyAstrologyCoach.com, or you can get me through the Mama Dada Astrology pages on Instagram, on Facebook and on 
Twitter. We are Mama Dada Astro, okay? But no, I was going to shout out <laughs> DF, <laughs> one of my newest clients, um, um, AR, I've got LA. I mean, y'all are just amazing me because it is that very hunger and desire to know yourself and master your destiny astrologically that got me where I am today. I was where y'all were a couple of years ago sitting at a, I, I recounted this, I think, on my very first show. It was like my testimonial of how the study of myself via the tool of astrology has catapulted me into another stratosphere than I ever imagined, and it's really changed my life for the better, and I haven't looked back. There hasn't been a day gone by since I came into the the, um, knowledge of this information that I haven't studied it and applied it every single day, okay, Um, to the best of my ability. Hey, I have zero complaints. (laughs) I... uh, just to remind you guys, I was a, a listener to the Ampu Astrology channel, and I got so inspired, and I just wanted to study all the time, and Brother Ampu gave me a divine opportunity. I started this show in May. The, uh, around right now is actually marking the sixth month, the, the oppositional halfway point, like when there's an opposition in astrology, you've got 180 degrees between the two points, and that's where we're at now. We're 180 degrees away from where we were in May when we first started this show. So happy six-month anniversary to your week ahead with Mama Dot Astrology. Happy anniversary to you all. For oh, I just love the love that y'all are showering me with, um, listening to the show in the archives, and it's just been amazing because to see myself and you guys is very inspiring and encouraging because it kind of feels like I'm duplicating myself. I'm not selfish with this information at all. I want everybody to know this science and be able to apply it. Okay, I'm not going to hold y'all any longer. I know y'all want those scopes and this good juicy astrological info, so let's dig in and get into it. I have to actually sit down now. (laughs) All right. Okay, Sunday at 9.31 a.m. in the rising Central Standard Time, Venus entered Libra, okay? I'm just going to read through the horoscopes real quick, and that will give you all the best idea of um, what this energy is going to be doing to your particular sign or uh, how it's going to be affecting your particular sign. All right, Aries. Venus entered Libra, which is the very sign opposite or 180 degrees from yours, okay? And so you're going to be able to enjoy the time you spend with your loved ones. Um, It's in your seventh house, so it's really going to be affecting your one-to-one relationships specifically. Venus entering the sign of one-to-one relationships affecting that particular house or the seventh house in your chart, okay? Okay. you're going to enjoy your relationships 
and you can make ones that are more difficult easier to handle. You're going to get along better with people in general and are more charming, compromising, pleasant, and enjoy meeting people in the middle. Good for you, Aries. Y'all kind of need it, (laughs) typically anyway. All right, Taurus. Your ruler, your very ruler, Venus, entered Libra um, on the 8th, and you're going to be able to enjoy the work that you do more. Or you are going to try to do work that you know you enjoy, okay? You can get along better with coworkers and perform better with your work, though you can also be a little bit lazier. Come on, think about it. You've got Taurus that's ruled by Venus. Entering Libra that's ruled by Venus. And um, it looks like it's going to be in your sixth house of work. So you've got all this kind of harmonizing, kind of softening and easy energy in a house where maybe you need a little bit more energy. (laughs) So watch out for the laziness, um, just that feeling of wanting to kind of max out and relax out. Um, So you may have to kind of force yourself to get work done during this particular Venus and Libra season. Okay, dear Taurus, you like lists, being organized and productive, and staying on top of everything. All right, Gemini, for you, Venus is entering your fellow air sign, okay? So um, you're going to feel, you're going to enjoy focusing on the things and people you love most in life. Um, This is your fifth house we're talking about here of creativity. You want to spend time with the people you love and spend time doing the things that you love. You can take up new hobbies and want to share your love with others. If you're single, Gemini, you can find it easier to meet new people and you're more flirtatious. If in a relationship, you can bring in more romance. Gotta love that fifth house of creativity, romance, and dating, and children. Also be on the lookout for that, dear Geminis, that um, uh, the uh, any children in your life is going to be more harmonious with them as well. All right, Cancer, for you, Venus entering Libra is going to mean that you can enjoy the time you spend with family. We're talking fourth house here. And the people you think of as family or at home, you're really going to enjoy your time at home, even more so, Cancer. Y'all know all about time spent at home, but even more so with Venus in that fourth house. Um, Or you're going to enjoy time at any place you feel most comfortable, even if it's not necessarily at home, your home. You want this comfort zone and enjoy doing so. You can improve your relationships with your family and improve your living situation so you feel more comfortable at home. It can be a good time to redecorate or renovate. Leo, for you, Venus entering Libra means you enjoy pursuing ventures that Stimulate your mind. You want to challenge your mind, though not too much, because you can be mentally lazy at times, too. We've got Venus, once again, this planet that has this kind of, I won't say weakening, but um, just a harmonizing effect to it. Um, And it's, uh, Leo, for you, it's coming in contact with this mental third house. So when I was talking about Taurus feeling a bit, little bit lazy about sixth house work issues, you may feel a little bit lazy mentally, okay? 
at times during this Venus and Libra season. You choose the right words to say, Leo, and you can be extra charming. This is a great placement if you're a writer, speaker, or teacher. In love, Leo, you're connect. You're concerned about a mental connection more than anything else. I know that's right. All right, Virgo, for you, um, Venus entering Libra, which is the sign right after yours. It's leaving your sign, okay? But your sensuality continues to smolder. You can get in touch with your senses even more, and you want a physical connection to the world and to others. In love, physical passion can be the most important thing to you. This is also a good time for dealing with your finances, and you can make good financial decisions as long as you don't blow any money on blurge purchases you don't really need. Okay, so Virgo, think second house. Venus was in your first house. Now it's in your second house of personal finances and personal values. So have fun with that, <laughs> seriously. All right, Libra, Venus is entering your sign, and, of course, that's your first house. You definitely can enjoy being yourself more. The first house is the house of self, Okay. And so Venus, beautifying uh, Venus there is going to make you feel more, even more comfortable in your own skin and come across as more of an earth god or goddess. You can be more sensual, romantic, charming, and pleasant to be around. In love, you want the attention. And if single, you can find it easier to meet new people, okay, Libra? If in a relationship, you can bring in some major romance. Have fun with that. All right. Um, Scorpio, Venus is entering Libra, which is a sign right before yours. So we're talking 12th house here. And you prefer to keep your affection behind closed doors or to yourself, which is right up y'all's alley, Scorpio. Y'all like that. On the sneak single, you can develop um, a crush on someone but not say anything about it just yet. If in a relationship you don't want anyone else to see the two of you together and loathe public displays of affection, you can be more imaginative, compassionate, and want to get in touch with your intuitive side. 12th house is a really fun house, so good for you, Scorpio. Sagittarius, Venus entering Libra means that you're going to enjoy the time you spend in the groups you belong to, 11th house here, championing the causes that you believe in and being with your friends. You can join new groups take up new causes, and meet new people. You also enjoy stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit and trying things differently and focusing on the dreams you have for your life. In love, you want to change things up just a little, and a foundation of friendship is actually more important to you. I know that's right. All right, we're rounding it out here with Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Dear Capricorn, Venus entering Libra for you means 
that you can enjoy pursuing your goals. We're talking 10th house, top of the chart, public responsibility, career, the parent, the father. Venus is going through your 10th house, okay, Cap? It's it's your home house, so it should be a very familiar and enjoyable energy for you. And so you also can enjoy achieving success. You're going to feel more ambitious, and you want to be proud of what you've accomplished. The right impressions on the right people, and they help you get further ahead. Parents, bosses, and mentors can be of great help. If single, you can meet someone through your or their career. And if you're in a relationship, you can focus on your responsibilities. I know that's right. Y'all like that. So, all right, Aquarius, um, Venus going into Libra is a fellow air sign to you, and you can actually enjoy spending some time expanding your life in new ways, broadening your horizons. We're talking ninth house keywords here, having new experiences and learning new things, higher learning. You want to get out into the world and explore and enjoy being a traveler. It's a good time for a trip or to go to school. In love, Aquarius, you want to keep it passionate but casual, okay? All right, last but never least, Pisces. Um, Venus entering Libra for you is going to be affecting your eighth house of intimacy, deep sharing, and passion. And um, you're going to enjoy doing things that benefit you and others and sharing with the world. You're going to want to help others and yourself, and you can find ways to do so, especially professionally. You can enjoy making transformations in your life or of yourself and can get to the heart of the matter with anything of interest. In love, you take things more seriously, wanting greater intimacy and passion. That's really cool, Pisces. Good for y'all because it is, as you well know, Scorpio season. And um, the eighth house is ruled by Scorpio and Pluto, and it it bears that energy. So look out for uh, Venus being in Libra until, I believe, December the 4th. Yes, December the 4th. Um, and from now until then, I mean, y'all really, Pisces, have a, a, a great energetic advantage, so enjoy. I am going to check in real quick. I saw a hand up really early on in the show, and so I just want to check in and see what's up with our caller from 561. Peace, you're on the air with Mama Dada Astrology. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. What can we do for you today? What's your name? It's Lisa. Lisa? Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling in, Lisa. What would you like to ask or add to the show today? Uh, I wanted to see what you see about my chart. About um, I'm in a transition right now. I'm a Pisces Cancer Rising with an Aries Moon, and I am just so frustrated in my life and <laughs> I'm trying to get a job and get a place to live. I've been living on my cloth for 17 months. You know, I am just... You say you have what moon? I said I'm going through a transition right now. I'm looking for a job and I'm um, looking for a place to live. I've been living out of my car for 17 months. Oh, wow. And I got a crazy... And I got a crazy man around me that's uh, harassing me. Is a Sagittarius? 
You sound very familiar. Have you called into the show before? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Okay, okay. Um, what sign did you say your moon is in? Aries. Aries. <laughs> That's probably why I want to fight him. <laughs> Don't fight him. I just got... Uh, Venus entering Aries should be softening that moon. So hopefully that, uh, uh, you know, desire to fight <laughs> kind of subsides. <laughs> but, yes, I recall talking to you. Um, what I'm going to do is record your number here real quick because I would like to follow up with you. Um, I'm just recording your number here so I don't lose it. And, yes, I will get with you after the show, and we will kind of recap. I'll kind of catch you (laughs) up from what we spoke on before to kind of, you know, like an update of where you are Mm -hmm. right now astrologically. So that shouldn't be a problem at all. I really appreciate you calling back in. And, yes, you definitely want to continue to listen to the show. I've got you want to listen out for Pisces and Cancer primarily, okay? when I'm going okay. through these horoscopes, and that's going to give you a lot of con- general context and insight, and then when we get on the phone later, I can break down a, a few more specifics for you personally. Okay, well, I'm going to hang up because I want to save my battery then. Oh, okay, yeah, um, and then I'll, I will... Uh, I'll listen later. Okay, yeah, absolutely, and then uh, you'll probably hear from me in a couple of hours. Okay, thank you. No problem, Lisa. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, y'all. Yeah, that was a a caller from not that many shows ago. So peace, Lisa. Talk to you soon. All right. So then after Venus entered Libra earlier this week, we had a void of course moon for over a day. It was 25 hours long. It's It began at 8.42 p.m. on the 8th, which was Sunday, and it actually entered Scorpio on Monday night (laughs) um, at 10.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. So then I'm not going to go – actually, yes, I will, because the moon being in Scorpio, uh, it directly impacts us right now. The moon is currently in Scorpio. The sun is – currently in Scorpio, and there is a new moon tonight. I'm about to hook y'all up with this information on the new moon in Scorpio. But in general, the moon being in Scorpio is just straight up about intensity. If y'all haven't felt it yet since the sun's been in Scorpio, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe we could, you know, do a, put a jump cable on your heart or something and get you back breathing because it's been passionate. It's been the elation. That's another emotional word that describes this season, just the elation. Some of, some, I don't know if you know anybody that has just been, like, extremely happy or excited or even people you may know who aren't typically, like, emotional one way or the other have been in a surprisingly great mood lately. <laughs> um, on the flip side, Scorpio goes deep, whether it's um, uh, happy or sad. And so uh, additionally, Scorpio uh, moon can bring about sorrow, okay? 
Um, it, um, just any emotions or desire that's felt on a really deeply personal level. We're very motivated in this investigative research-oriented moon in Scorpio uh, to get to the uh, get to the bottom of things. Okay, we instinctively read between the lines, even if there's nothing there. We just we're just going deep for whatever reason. That's the energy of Scorpio. Nothing superficial about Scorpio, nothing surface. It's all deep, deeply entrenched emotions actually satisfy us during this time, okay? Um, the Scorpio moon definitely urges us to uncover our own power, and it's a very excellent time to rid ourselves of limiting habits or beliefs and old fears. Um, avoid at all costs any manipulative tactics, any suspiciousness. You can research without being suspicious. You can read between the lines without accusing people of things and, uh, and, and, and watch for brooding, okay? Typically, activities that are favored during the Scorpio moon are going to be any taxes, if you want to dig into that, anything accounting related, eighth house Scorpio, is that's money, um, it's related to money. Um, so uh, it, tackling any intimacy issues is going to be favored. Um, psychological examinations are favored. Any self-examinations, getting rid of old things and any kind of research you want to do is going to go really, really well, Okay. All right, y'all, Theo New Moon, 19 degrees. The effects of whatever uh, you're doing now, actually, it just seems so misleading now that I know so much about these moon phases to make you think that this is a good time to um, plant seeds, of it, new seeds of intention. Uh, to be completely honest with y'all, these days leading up to this new moon, was the time to really, or and I'll say even now because it's not until tonight. It's uh, exact tonight at eleven forty-seven p.m. Central Standard Time on eleven eleven. It's a portal day, y'all. We stepping in. Look, we're not ever gonna pass this way again. So strap up your boots. We're jumping in. All right. I like that this new moon is falling at 19 degrees of Scorpio. I tell y'all about these deacons every week. The first deacon is what? Zero degrees to nine degrees The set of nine, okay? Not just Scorpio. The second deacon, which this falls in, is 10 to 19 degrees. This new moon is at 19 degrees at the very end of deacon two of Scorpio. So it's real, it, and that's the thicken. That middle deacon is the fixed deacon. You got fixed deacon in a fixed sign. Scorpio is a fixed sign, and so I'll get into that here in a second. But yeah, and then you've got that third deacon that starts at twenty degrees up until twenty nine. Okay, now whatever you have been planting, seeding, intending, you know, uh, it it. it when you think of a new moon phase, that's a, it's completely black, okay? You can't 
see any light being reflected of the moon. And so as it's growing or waxing after tonight, then you're you're increasing and building and okay? So anything that you wanted to leave behind the old up until tonight, keep intending that. Keep intending that and you're gonna that's the whole point of these moon phases is to flow with these phases. That's why I tell y'all about them so y'all can be in the flow. If you're in the flow of nature, if you're in the flow of God, goddess, um, then it benefits you as opposed to not going with natural flow and dealing with the repercussions of that, okay? So that's why I do this, one of the reasons why I do this. All right, so this new moon astrology has been touted by many astrologers. Just, y'all, the stuff I have heard and read and discussed with some astrologer friends, it's just crazy because, I mean, one of them said, uh, what did she say? I had to write it down because it was too good. Oh, she said this is one of the best new moons that she's seen in her whole life. We're talking about the astrology of it here. A new moon automatically means the sun and the moon then hooked up, lined up, and conjoined and conjuncted in the sky, okay? They're together. But then when you add the uh, contacts between Jupiter and this new moon, Mercury and this new moon, we're going to dig into it, but I'm just telling y'all, this is a great time to be uh, planting seed, uh, getting rid of the old, and welcoming the new, okay? Uh, Lucky Jupiter is aspecting this, and it's just it's a stellar influence that it's having, optimism, which is a Jupiter keyword, generosity. It's going to increase the chances of success for any new projects you start at this new moon, okay? Any area of life can benefit from growth and prosperity with a special focus on friends, love relationships, and health. Uh, I mean, you've got astrologers comparing this, just the astrology of this new moon uh, being on par with the Berlin Wall of November 1989 and uh, the future date of January 2020. So, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Um, uh, It's going to create change and transformation that, Keywords right there, okay, y'all, through peace and in the most harmonious ways possible. Um, We're talking transformation here, like I just said, changes, endings. Inherent in this new moon is endings, okay? That's what Scorpio, Pluto, 8th house represents, death, the ending. And then the rebirth, which is the new beginning, they go together like two sides of a coin. You don't have death or endings without necessarily having birth, new birth, rebirth or new birth and new beginnings, okay? Um, these endings are not necessarily going to be endings that you choose. It's probably not going to be you consciously choosing these endings, but these endings are likely going to be defined and fixed 
by destiny. Um, sure, ending can be sad and upsetting uh, when someone dies in their sleep in the middle of the night uh, because a final goodbye wasn't possible. It's it's like the last time you did something or went somewhere and you didn't appreciate that it would be your last time there. That's life, and that's what is defined by this Scorpio new moon, okay? And it's an exactness of endings that must end, just like the leaves falling from the trees. It is the destined time right now, okay, guys? Um, we all kind of love change on the cool. We don't we don't tout that we do consciously, but when we buy new clothes because we want to wear different outfits every day. Um, uh, looking forward to some, a future anticipation of something new happening in our lives. We we dig change, whether we want to admit it or not. And so we realize that the new is good for us, and the new can only manifest when we let go of the old. And then we uh, find the real meaning of the power of Scorpio in that, releasing the old, accepting or letting in the new. Now, since the sun went into Scorpio October 23rd through today, through today, up until tonight, okay, when the new moon is exact, that is the ending period, okay, that we've been experiencing, ending the past and deleting facets of us that aren't truly part of the real us. We're going deep here. We're talking Scorpio, Pluto. We've been going deep since October 23rd. And so that's this ending period. Then from to that tonight, November 11th, new moon on, we've got the beginning, the positive change, defining the future. And because we fixed and repaired ourselves to be the real us, then our life is creating these changes, okay? You you step into, I always use the butterfly and the caterpillar. That's Scorpio. That's Pluto. That's the death and the rebirth. That's the change that's going on. Um, once again, like I always say, once it's a butterfly, it's never going to be a caterpillar again. It didn't consciously, consciously say, I'm going to turn into a butterfly today. No, nature took its course. It's, look. It's a new moon in Scorpio, whether folks know it's a new moon in Scorpio today or not, okay? It's a new moon in Scorpio, and the old is passing away, and things are becoming new, whether people are conscious of it or not. But the reason why we're here is because we're giving context to your everyday waking life. We're giving astrological context to it. If you are listening to this show now live or in the archives, you've been coming to terms, going deep psychological processes since October 23rd when the sun went into Scorpio until now, whether you knew it or not. And I'm here to tell you that the end, it's ending time today. It's ending time on the pat, the old you. And that's why, I'll get into it here in a little bit, but that's why you, there's so many changes taking place even within the realms of who you associate with. Because I guarantee you, once you turn into a butterfly, you're not crawling around with the caterpillars anymore. You're in a whole nother realm and stratosphere. 
So these, this is a description that I'm giving y'all to give you context for these changes that are taking place. You ain't never going to be a caterpillar again. I don't know if that's good to you, goodness to you or what, but hopefully you're going with the flow, embracing the changes, and that's great news to you, okay? Um, there, there's a, a sense of stability that comes with all this, too, because when you go deep like that, you don't miss anything. You get in the nooks, crannies, and crevices, that offers a sense of stability, said and done, okay? Um and uh, the, with Jupiter and Pluto trying, that means that the sun is sextiling Jupiter and the sun is sextiling Pluto. Um, and it's not exact right now, but it's going to bring you, it's going to add Jupiter um, and Pluto touching this sun in Scorpio, uh, the new moon. That means it's touching the moon too. It's going to bring you a lot of inner happiness and inner satisfaction, okay? sextiling Jupiter. Um, the sextile aspect of Jupiter is very fortunate to the sun and the moon, okay? Um, it, and that's what's making it the luckiest moon phase of the year so far. Um, moon and sun sextiling Jupiter, the planet of luck, abundance, expansion, growth, emphasize themes of wealth, happiness, and generosity for this new moon. Now, like I told y'all, this new moon season per se, when you're talking about short-term goals, it, you're going to look at them again at the full moon here at the end of the month on the 25th. If you're talking about long-term goals, you're going to look at it six months from now when we have the full moon in Scorpio, Okay. Um, this is definitely an ideal time to achieve your goals uh, um, because there should be little or no resistance when Jupiter is involved. It's going to expand things for you um, fairly effortlessly, but, you know, obviously we got to do something. So starting new projects are going to really benefit from the growth and expansion of Jupiter. It's going to help out. Making friends and starting new love relationships are also favored with Jupiter's expansive and growing influence. Um, Jupiter definitely favors any professional or career-related projects, plus higher education, long-distance travel, and group activities. Those are all Jupiter keywords, okay? Um, let's see. Jupiter being in Virgo has made you see that certain things in in your life are important, or certain things are important to your life, while others are nonsense. Jupiter in Virgo has really been Virgo's really analytical and uh, detail oriented. So Jupiter being there has definitely expanded that for a lot of us, and. Um, the things that we have that are important to us are good things that make us feel inner peace, calmness, contentment with life. So the sun sextile Jupiter is going to give us the sense that they're going to stay or be a part of our life at least uh, for the next nine months while Jupiter is in Virgo, okay? So when you're talking about Jupiter influencing this new moon, we have to look at everything about where Jupiter is being in Virgo, 
and what that energy feels like as well. So long, all that to say, very, very good. Very, very good influence of Jupiter and Virgo on this new moon. Um, the inner confidence that's coming from Jupiter being in Virgo is going to reassure us and help us build our future, giving us a great karmic, karmically destined sign that from now on, uh, the rest of 2015 and 2016, while Jupiter is still in Virgo, is going to be even better for us now that we have the foundations for stability in our lives. Okay, another outside of Jupiter sextile in this new moon. The new moon is tonight, y'all. That's why I'm going to, I'm taking my time with this one because we're going through this right now. Um, not only is there a sextile to Jupiter, but there is the conjunction. Not only is the sun and moon conjunct, Mercury is right there with the sun and the moon. Mercury, planet of travel, communication. I mean, okay. So these moon phases are all about relationships anyway. Think about it. The sun representing the male or masculine principle, the moon representing the woman, the mother, the female principle. And then on top of that, you're putting, you know, the planet of communications and travel. So I'm I'm on a very mundane level. I I definitely see uh and even for me personally, relationships uh, being improved and expanded now that you're throwing Jupiter in there by effective, more effective communication, okay? It really, really is just a beautiful thing. Um, let me see. Where is Mercury right now? I'm going to say it's in Libra. I'm pretty sure it's in Libra. That's kind of embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> got to keep up with all this up, y'all. Hold on. I'm on the computer right now. Let me pull it up. I'll do it here. Oh, there it is. I just want to see because into Libra. Oh, yeah, then it went um, retrograde. So it's going to say that twice. Scorp- it, uh, it entered Scorpio already. So, yeah. Um, sorry. Of course, it's conjunct the sun and the moon. It's in Scorpio. I do, y'all. I'm really intelligent, <laughs> but I I take in so much information it gets crossed up. I swear I know this stuff. <laughs> um, but the sun conjuncting Mercury and the moon conjuncting Mercury during this time uh, are really, really, really important influences. Um, this is going to add to the organizing abilities and psychic talents um, that are already kind of in play. It greatly increases our ability to share thoughts and feelings. That's why relationships are probably going to get a boost because that effective communication of sharing what we think and feel with our partners, spouses, um, family members, whatever relationships um, they are are going to benefit, okay? So it should be really optimistic in Jupiter because not only would the sun and the moon be sextiling Jupiter, but Mercury is sextiling Jupiter too. So this is going to be a very sociable influence, suggesting encouragement, cooperation, sharing and caring amongst friends and larger groups of people. And it's a really good new moon for asking for favors and studying for exams because Mercury is going to enhance 
that mental element for you, okay? Um, another, I'm going to get to y'all's um, horoscopes here in just a quick second, but I just want to tell y'all some more of these influences that are impacting the new moon so you can recognize them when you see them. We've already talked about the sextile of Jupiter. We just got through talking about the conjunction of the sun and the moon to Mercury, and Mercury is sextile of Jupiter. Now, with Venus having gone into Libra at the beginning of the week, Mars going into Libra tomorrow um, I, like I say, they're still pretty conjunct, and it's still a strong enough conjunction to reinforce the theme of growth and happiness and passion in love relationships. So I already know if y'all on the right side of this energy, this is a beautiful, intense, and passionate new moon for y'all, and I'm so happy for us. Um Creativity um, with Venus and Mars still being conjunct is going to definitely benefit um, from this the aspects as well. Um, Venus is not only conjuncting Mars at the time of this new moon, but it's sextiling Saturn. That's a very favorable aspect to Saturn. So that Saturn is that maturing, kind of um, giving a long-term influence. So long-term commitments like marriage are possible manifestations of this new moon phase. I'm telling y'all, sun and moon is already denoting a relationship right there. And then with Venus sextiling Saturn, that adds that long-term commitment to it. So that may be more of the vibe when you're talking about whatever relationship it is, just a, a more stable to that at this particular time. So enjoy the really good new moon for popping the question. If that's been on your mind, go for it. And then last of all, I don't normally talk about asteroids, but I thought this was such a powerful new moon that I will go ahead and throw it in here just for the sake of y'all having some context to give to this particular moon phase. Um, that is even more specific than what most astrologers are going to give you. There's an asteroid called Hygieia, H-Y-G-E-I-A, okay? And Jupiter, which is sextiling the sun, moon, and Mercury in this particular moon phase, Jupiter is right smack dab on top of Hygieia. So that means the sun, moon, and Mercury are not only sextiling Jupiter, they're sextiling Hygieia, okay? Jupiter and Hygieia are conjunct or together, and so Hygieia suggests focusing on those things um, that Hygieia represents to bring the best results. Um, from it, personal, spiritual, and physical growth should be the result. So let me give you all some Hygieia keywords um, for that asteroid. And y'all can add back whatever intentions or, you know, new activities and efforts um, that you're initiating after tonight, okay? Um, hygiene, health, doctors and healers, tradition, traditional and natural medicine, illness and disease, toxins, fear of poison. Um, fear of medical results, fear of doctors, um, hesitation to get checkups, hypochondria, drug abuse, misdiagnosis, operations, 
worrying about the health of family and friends, okay? So if we were going to focus on these things, then we got to delve deep just like Scorpio New Moon is suggesting. Why are we, you know, worried about the health of our family and friends? Why are we... Uh, why are we afraid of doctors or getting checkups or hypochondria? Why do we think there's something wrong, you know, wrong with us all the time? Um, if we've received a misdiagnosis, why did we not get a second opinion? These are just things um, to to think about as well. Scorpio, once again, does rule um, healing and um sexual health, so just keep those things in mind. I'm not going to tell y'all how to incorporate the astrology into your own personal lives unless you contact me directly and ask, Um, but I did want to throw that in there for y'all. All right, it's horoscope time. I'm going to tell y'all how exactly for each sign how to max out on this new moon, okay? So let's get into it. Setting it up here. Okay, cool. Y'all gonna make me go backwards. I'm in a going backwards mode. How about that? I love my Pisces. We're gonna start with Pisces. All right, Pisces. The new moon occurring in Scorpio can take uh you can take up a new course of study, okay? Have a positive development with a legal issue, travel or teach. You're much more optimistic with this new moon, and you look at life from a rosier perspective. It really, really sounds like that's going through your ninth house, okay? For Aquarius, um, for all, for the general, I've got a general Aquarius horoscope, and then I've got some specific information for my Deacon 2 Aquarius, is those born between January the 30th to February the 5th, because this new moon is actually squaring that particular deacon. That's a challenge, so we're going to talk about it. Um, Generally, though, for Aquarius, uh, this new moon means that you can experience a higher point, uh, a high point with something, and feel good about the direction your life is going in, the path you're on, and have opportunities to pursue your goals and come up with new ones. You can benefit from the impressions you make, the contacts, that you have, and you can do well with parents, bosses, and mentors, okay? That really is key words right there. Yep. And so for my Deacon 2 Aquarius, January 30th to February the 8th, uh, the, this new moon is falling during the confrontational solar transit uh, from last month, okay? And it's extending this influence until the new moon next month on December 11th. So on the positive side of the ledger, the new moon suggests health, wealth, and happiness, and hopefully some of these goodies will rub off, okay? You are I'm dealing with this from a square perspective, but y'all can still get It's just too good of a new moon, y'all. I don't give a darn what the aspect is to your personal chart, square, opposition, you know, all these words, aspect keywords that may kind of scare us or or give us, you know, pause. 
it's just that good of a new moon. I, I just read y'all what the girl said about it being the best new moon she's ever, <laughs> you know, the astrology for it being the best. So, I mean, you really got to be vibrating love not to max out and get the most out of this one, okay? All right, moving on up the uh, horoscope, the, the chart. Capricorn, I got something for my Deacon 2 Capricorns as well. Y'all are getting a good, nice sextile from this new moon. But in general, for my Cappies, um, you can enter a new group, start a new friendship. This is all 11th house keywords for y'all. Take up a new cause or come up with a new dream for your future. You can have opportunities to pursue your dreams and make lots of progress with them. For those of my Capricorns born January 1st to the 10th, um, this new moon is absolutely extending a, a already previously fortunate period that you guys have been going through, and it's going to keep it going um, until November the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, December the 11th. And the best time for starting new projects is right after tonight, okay, with the waxing moon phase. Um, up until that November 25th new moon. So wax on, Cap Deacon 2 Capricorn. Sagittarius, um, for you, the new moon means that you can start a project that's behind the scenes. We're talking 12th house here, the Sagittarius. So you're going to actually ban about this new moon. Jupiter sextile and Mercury on top of it. You are going to benefit from being in the background or you're going to come up with plans and ideas on your own that you keep to yourself for right now. You can let go of something and are excited to do so. Come on. So clear out the clutter and be in tune with your spiritual side. That's all. That's 12th house all day, Okay. Scorpio, I've got something general for y'all, and then, of course, this is a Scorpio new moon, so it's conjuncting the de- uh, the second deacon. I'll give specifics on that. Um, the new moon in Scorpio is in your sign. You should definitely get something started off the ground and use up the excitement, energy, and enthusiasm that you have. You're driven, you're focused, and you're ready to go, Scorpio. So get it started now and work on it for the next 6 to 12 months. Now, for those of you born November the 2nd through the 11th, this new moon is right in your deacon, and it extends your productive phase through December the 11th. Um, However, coming at birthday time means this excellent energy for you specifically can last an entire year as it remains active in your solar return chart for 2016, okay? Um, This waxing moon phase uh, from your birthday until the November 25th full moon is going to be precious time for you, um, Scorpio Deacon 2. So take advantage. If you want to know how to take advantage specifically, that's when you contact me or your favorite astrologer, okay? For Libras, you can actually begin a new money-making venture because we're talking about your second house here, okay, Libra? You could start a new budget. You could agree to a new financial arrangement 
or increase your confidence, security, or make a big purchase. You can benefit from staying calm and steady and can be more sensual with this new moon, all right? Okay, for my Virgos, uh, Deacon 2 Virgos, y'all are experiencing a sextile with this new new moon, which is even more favorable than it already is. So let me do the general Virgo one first. Virgo, you can bunch of new smaller projects, be more social, have a good conversation or communication, and express yourself with greater ease right about now for the next two weeks, okay? You can start a new community project, see an opportunity presented to a sibling or a neighbor, or have an opportunity presented to you through a sibling or a neighbor, okay, Virgo? And for my Virgos born between September 3rd to 12th specifically, you're having an extended positive influence through December the 11th. The best time, though, to start whatever new thing you're going to start is the, the uh, up until the full moon, okay, the two weeks between now and the full moon. All right, we've got now for Leo. I've got something for every deacon in Leo. Well, really the second and the third for uh, my deacon one Leo's just listening out here right now for the general um, horoscope. Leo, you can begin a new home improvement project. We're talking fourth house here. Connect with your family or plan a family gathering. Strengthen your internal foundation and feel better in general. This can be a time where you feel like you're starting at the bottom with something and working your way up. We're talking the fourth house, the very bottom of the chart. And so for those particularly born August the 3rd to 12th, and mostly for those born closer to the 12th, maybe 10th, 11th, 12th, okay, uh, because it's in that end of the second deacon where uh, this potent energy is going on. So for you, uh, this new moon is going to highlight any recent disagreements and ego conflicts. You guys are dealing with the square, okay, Leo? Um, the new moon itself is going to be very generous. Like I said, it's pretty good no matter what's going on, even if you're dealing with the square. Um, so it's very, it's going to be very generous even for you guys, and a touch of good luck will help out greatly um, for you uh, during this time. Now, for those Deacon 3 Leos born August the 13th to the 22nd, but more closer to the 13th, 14th, 15th, Y'all are also um, dealing with this square influence, and it is heralding, this new moon is heralding the beginning of a more challenging period for you guys, okay, because it's coming into your deacon. It's rounding out the end of deacon two, coming into the beginning of deacon three, okay, Leo? My Leo's born around August 13, 14, 15. Um, The potential for conflict Uh, means that you will do best taking a more defensive approach. Most care will be needed from this new moon up until the full moon, okay? That's just a word to my Leos. Um, Cancers, we're kind of dealing with the same thing for y'all, but y'all are dealing with the trine, okay? Um, Generally, for Cancers, You're going to be able to start a new creative project or venture, meet someone new of interest if you're single, or have a romantic evening or getaway if you're in a relationship, okay, Cancer? 
and you're going to feel more connected to your inner child. If you have children, they can be presented with a new opportunity. You can be in a great mood with this new moon and you want to have fun. We're talking fifth house cancer. Get it in. If you are a cancer, get it in. (laughs) Fifth house is awesome. It's a beautiful house. Um, for those specifically born July 2nd to 12th, mostly those closer to the 12th, um, this is going, this new moon for you is signifying the end of, uh, of uh, it's bringing an end to the frustrating action of the previous moon phase, okay? And so you've got a divine time between the time of the new moon to the full moon to start anything new, okay? Cancer, anything new in those fifth house areas, hopefully. For my Deacon 3, Cancer is born July 13th through the 22nd, obviously closer to the 13th, 14th, 15th again. you it's a, it's a very harmonious energy. Once again, any frustration you've been going through, my Deacon 3, Cancer, you're going to start seeing it. After tonight, taper off, okay, and you're entering into a great time to once again start some projects in the areas of dating, romance, children, creativity, hobbies, gambling, speculative um, uh, ventures, okay, all fifth house keywords. All right, we're moving on. Gemini. For you, you're going to um, be able to start a new work project, sixth house, okay? You could be offered a new job or work opportunity, um, or you could create a new work opportunity for yourself. It's a great time to focus also on your health and make improvements in your lifestyle that will impact you for a long time. You can create a new routine and benefit when you stick to it, Okay. So that what I was saying about that asteroid hygia, my Gemini's, yeah, that's right up y'all's alley, okay? Any health-related things going on, dig deep and start some. Don't be, a, don't hesitate to start something new. You will be put a blessing as on it for you, okay? And the communications, the the harmonious communications are are on it for you. So don't be scared of. Whatever could be, all those Hygieia-related keywords I mentioned, just go for it. This is the season and the time between now and the full moon to go for it. For my dear Tauruses, my Deacon 2 Tauruses, y'all are dealing with the opposition. Like I said, it's a powerful and beautiful enough new moon that it shouldn't be that much of an issue, but I'll give you all the details. Um for Taurus in general, you're you're going to be able to create a new relationship or partnership. We're talking seventh house here. Um, you're going to be able to enter into a new agreement, negotiate a compromise, or put the spotlight on a loved one. You can be presented with an opportunity through them or see them presented with an opportunity that requires your support and encouragement. Now, specifically those born between May 1st and the 10th, obviously closer to the 10th, you know, the more it would be affecting you. This new moon is really going to reinforce the confrontational nature of the previous solar transit, okay? You can still make gains because of the other influences, plus the new moon is very generous in its own right. Y'all know that by now. 
Um, so you're, you're going to have a divine opportunity here, Deacon Two Tauruses, for starting new projects uh, all the way through to that full moon, okay? And lastly, my Aries, um, for you on this new moon, you can embark on a new project plan or idea that is beneficial to you and another, eighth house, okay? Other people's resources. And you can do well with a business partner, okay, Aries? You can focus on other people's money, taxes, loans, debts, joint finances, inheritances in a positive way. It can also be good for making the transformation of something in your life. You can deal with serious issues with greater ease with this new moon. Okay, we're talking eighth house here, Aries, in a Scorpio new moon. Scorpio rules the eighth house. So I want my, all my Aries to make this new moon their bitch <laughs> because the energy is there for you to really max out. Scorpio new moon. Scorpio energy, Scorpio house for you guys. I mean, yeah, everything's there for for my Aries to really get the most out of this. Okay, I'm going to zoom ahead a little bit um, because I really want to jump into the week ahead so we can continue to stay ahead. Um, Tomorrow the 12th at 8.54 a.m., the moon goes void only for about 20 minutes, y'all. Um, and then uh, right after at 9.14 a.m., the moon enters Sagittarius. So we're only in this moon, Scorpio moon energy uh, for the rest of today. And and or if you're an early riser in, in, uh, tomorrow, it'll be for quite a while in, in the rising. Then the moon enters Sagittarius, y'all. Upbeat, optimistic, we're going to be motivated by the need to seek truth. When I start, when I give y'all y'all horoscopes for Mercury entering Sag next week, you're really, really, really gonna be thinking and 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 having mental processes that are in line with this energy. Okay, you're not gonna really be interested in details when the Moon is in Sagittarius. You you want to see the bigger picture. Um, uh, adventures, you know, mental adventures when we get to talking about Mercury and Sagittarius. But for the moon being in Sagittarius, emotional adventures, we're not scared of taking of, of new experiences emotionally and adventures. We're more spontaneous when the moon is in Sag. Um, not really trying to plan anything, uh, wanting to wing it. Uh, and we could be inclined to overstate or overdo, so watch that. Things that are favored while the um, moon is in Sag, anything adventurous or, or, or involving winging, winging it, any travel, higher education, publishing projects, advertising, sports, and physical activity. Okay, right after that, to, um, tomorrow afternoon, 3.40 p.m. Central Standard Time, Thursday, Mars enters Libra, okay? Now, I, I'm going to skip it for now because I did the Venus in Libra earlier in the show, and I really want to jump into next week. But uh, Mars in Libra is going to give us that drive, okay, that passion. Mars is the drive. It's the passion. It's the sexual energy. It's the aggression in the sign of relationships. So let's see. 
Um, for Aries, it's all about your partner, okay? Um, put that energy into your partner. For you, it's seventh house related. Um, for Taurus, it's sixth house related. You've got all that energy um, to put into your work, um, okay? If y'all want, um, I want to read them all, y'all, but it's going to take a while. For Gemini, uh, fifth house, put your energy into your creativity, artistic, um, into love and your loved ones, okay? Fifth house keywords for my Gemini. For Cancer, <laughs> right at home for y'all, fourth house, family, home, put your energy into that. Uh, I believe through the end of the year. I believe Mars is in Libra through the end of the year, okay? Um Let's see. For Leo, Leo, um, Mars is going to be going through your third house, so putting energy into your social interactions and putting energy into stimulating your mind is going to be good for you, Leo. There's going to be a lot of drive and energy in a mental house. Okay, Leo? So... Uh, you might be a little defensive and argumentative, but just taper that by staying busy. Mars demands action. That's why I'm going ahead and giving you all these houses so you all know where to put that action into. No excuses. Okay. For Virgo, second house uh, for Virgo. So put that energy into pursuing with that same drive and passion financial opportunities, any way you can improve your financial situation, work that, okay? Uh, work on improving your sense of security and bringing stability to your life. For Libra, you, um, uh, uh, it's going into your sign, Libra, so you're definitely going to see that energy, those energy levels increase, the drive to uh, pursue your passions, the focus on your desires, um, definitely, Libra, be on the lookout for accidents and injuries, especially to your head when you get angry, headaches, all that stuff. You have got to some kind of way, okay, physically. Um, Scorpio, now with Mars leaving your sign, um, uh, your energy is going to slow down, okay, actually. Uh, you're gonna yeah rest and recover. So you're you're dealing with twelfth house um, Mars going through your twelfth house. So you're gonna need actually to put energy, believe it or not, into resting and recovering because you can feel drained more easily when you're exerting your energy. Um, you may even find other people physically draining to you, and you're constantly kind of needing this time to rest. Okay, Scorpios. Uh, don't demand too much from yourself right now, Scorpio, and don't force yourself to be around too many demanding people. Um, this is going to be a time for you to do your work behind the scenes or in the background or make plans without anyone knowing yet. Whatever you do, keep that in mind. And then for Sagittarius, you got 11th house um, keywords to focus on, Sag. You're going to want to put your 
passion, your energy, your drive, and focus into your future dreams, your your hopes, wishes, and dreams, and working hard to achieve one of them. Uh, um, you can also make progress by doing things, just thinking outside of the box and doing things a little different way. Um, uh, you're going to kind of be driven towards independence, and you may um, and you may rebel, um, and you you kind of want to free yourself to be free, to be yourself unapologetically, and you can end up spending more time with friends or groups and feel inspired to make a difference in the world some way. You're more humanitarianly driven. For Capricorn, for you, um, your energy, drive, and passion is going to be put into your favorite house, Capricorn, 10th house of career goals, Um, public responsibility, you want to achieve and you want to do it now. You're going to do whatever it takes. You're feeling really ambitious and you're going to make progress with your goals, no doubt. Um, Keep working, be responsible, and be smart. It'll pay off, Capricorn. And for Aquarius, um, you've got ninth house keywords to focus your drive, energy, and passion towards. Plenty of energy towards expanding the world you live in, seeing what else is out there, new experiences, opportunities, looking at situations. You're putting energy into being more optimistic, driven, and energized by new experiences. And lastly, Pisces, your Mars going into Libra for you is going to give you that passion and drive to pursue opportunities that are going to help yourself along with somebody else. We're talking eighth house, other people here, okay? You're going to put your energy into other people. Uh, you find that you benefit most this way and experience the most success doing doing it that way. Um, you may also be driven to towards other eighth house keywords like transformation, Scorpio, Pluto. You may also be driven to make a change with something in your life or of yourself, and it will be for the better. Um, You can be pretty intense and unrelenting with your energy since we're talking the Scorpio-Pluto house here. So definitely try to focus on something productive because it can easily, when you're putting Mars and Pluto together, turn into obsession. So just make it something that's productive and worthwhile. Okay. So then after Mars goes into Libra um, tomorrow, then the very next day, Friday night at 9.18 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, as the weekend's kind of getting started, the moon goes void for 21 hours and three minutes before it enters Capricorn on Saturday night at 6 that in mind. Um, I'm not going to read the information about the void moon, but just know that while the moon is void, don't initiate anything new, okay? And hopefully with the new moon and everything, anything new you're going to initiate, you've pretty much already started or going to start after tonight. Then the moon enters Capricorn and the week's over. Then we get into the week ahead. I don't think I have that long to talk about it either. Uh, Yeah, I've got about 40 minutes. Um, everyone's listening intently. I don't see any hands up. Uh, so we're just going to get through as much of next week as we can. I'm definitely going to hit the main point. So we ended this, we end this week off with the moon in Capricorn. We 
for the first time in a while. We don't start the week off with a void moon. That We start the week off with the moon in Capricorn. We're ready to work next week, Sunday. It's Sunday, but, you know, we um, are aware. We're emotionally satisfied with the moon in Capricorn with structure and planning ahead. It makes us satisfied to do that while the moon's in Capricorn. Uh, we're aware of the limitations of time motivated by desire for success, achievement and manifestation are most important to us while the moon's in cap, and we're resourceful. We don't waste time, energy, or resources when the moon's in Capricorn on Sunday, okay? Um, actually, Sunday through, uh, through a good portion of Monday. And so it's going to be a productive time of us looking reality in the eye, some things that are favored activity-wise while the moon's in Capricorn. Any long-term, like I said, Saturn rules Capricorn, and Saturn bring in that stability and long-term influence to whatever it touches. So um, any long-term activities that yield slow but steady results are favored for um, Sunday going into Monday. Practical career issues, making business plans, or practical investments. Okay, and then Monday at 2:53 p.m., we sun sextile and the moon throws us into void, of course, for 10 hours and 31 minutes. Up until Tuesday, the 17th, early, early, early rising at 1:24 a.m. That's when the moon enters Aquarius. Okay. Um, while the moon's in Aquarius, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus and co-ruled by Saturn, co-ruled by Saturn. Uh, we are emotionally satisfied at that time with anything that's new and unusual. We have an instinctive need for improvement. Our reactions are more intellectual um, than emotional. And that's something that uh, since the co-ruler of Aquarius is Saturn, and I just got through telling y'all the very moon phase right before that, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. You can kind of see how they both share this kind of drier, less emotional quality to it. When the moon's in Cap, we're emotionally satisfied by things that don't don't have anything to do with our feelings. We're satisfied by getting stuff done, thinking about success, long-term activities, and that kind of rolls over into the moon being in Aquarius. It's not really frilly and feeling and emotional. It's our emotions are satisfied by things that are more uh, uh, activities like um, social pursuits, group projects, trying something new, joining a group, um, we're open to new methods of doing things, and we have our eye on the future. It can be kind of hard to stick the schedules since Aquarius Uranus is so, like, sudden and unpredictable. Um, and, and we desire personal freedom. That's one of the most important things to us. So that's kind of the moon and Aquarius energy. And then right uh, after that, Tuesday, the 17th, 8.53 a.m. Central Standard Time, the sun conjuncts Mercury exactly. Now, I told y'all, at this new moon, the sun, the moon, and Mercury were all together. But obviously, they weren't. the sun and the moon were right on top of each other, but Mercury was just a few degrees away, but still considered conjunct. Next week, on the 17th, Tuesday, early rising, 8.53 a.m., 
the sun finally is directly on top of Mercury at 24 degrees in Scorpio, okay? And it's it's pretty powerful. Um, that that this is what I'm about to talk to you about. Obviously, had a an impact on the new moon of today that we'll be going through. That energy will still be there next Tuesday, okay? And even more so because it's going to hit exact and trigger whatever's going on in your chart around 24 degrees Scorpio or in that last deacon of, of a related sign. Uh, so if the energy that the sun being on top of the sun, our expression, um, ego, uh, kind of it's a more physical sign, maybe um, our person, uh, I want to say our personality, but mix, uh, putting that right together with Mercury communications, our thinking processes. And what that's going to do is bring us clarity. Yay! If there's anything you're still confused about, by next Tuesday, the Mercury-Sun conjunction will create 100% clarity. No more doubts. All is required is for you to be honest with yourself. And just as importantly, if not more so, honest with others. Um, I had a friend uh, get, get at me on the Mama Dada Astrology Facebook page right before the show, and she nailed it. I mean, she, I, I don't know how she's probably, I think I'm probably because of her relationship to Sagittarius, but I mean, instinctively, she knew this is about honesty. And when I talk to y'all about Mercury entering Sag, um, Mercury Sun conjunction is, is going to make more sense. Um, it, it's imperative that you be honest with yourself and others because if we continue to live a life of lies, we will not feel happy and we're only delaying the inevitable and destined changes because soon and very soon, hmm, keep up a lie when the sun is in Sag and see what happens. Soon, very soon, sun enters Sag. Not just sun entering Sag, y'all, but it's going to form a square. It's forming now, this square to Neptune and Pisces, but it's going to be exact soon. Um, It's also squaring Jupiter in Virgo, and it's conjuncting Saturn in Sag once the sun enters Sag, okay? So time is winding down if you're living with lies. Just why <laughs> the destined time to fix your life and start letting go of these lies is now. Think wisely, concentrate, be honest with yourself, and fix what needs fixing. Discarding all the lies, okay? It's it's a must do during this time. You've been warned. So with Sun conjunct Mercury, it's definitely putting a focus on your thinking, communication. It's going to be a busy time mentally. Um, Your your mind is going to be on the ball, and so it's going to favor um, a lot of interactions, clearing paperwork and bills, receiving and sending letters and emails and short trips around town. During this time, I know that sounds like a lot, but during this time, you will be able to handle it. Um, The energy is there for us to handle it. 
So plan ahead around next Tuesday. If you got whatever needs to get done, just get it done because the energy is going to be there to make it a lot easier. Um, you're going to be wanting to chat and start conversations on topics that interest you, and because you're thinking and expressing yourself clearly, this is an ideal time to make plans and initiate business deals, bargain, and buy and sell, okay? Um, this is the last of the six times that Sun and Mercury conjuncted. They run so close together. You know, they've conjuncted already five times this year. The last time they conjuncted was September the 30th of this year, and they'll align once again January the 4th, not once again, but the next time they align is January the 14th of next year after next week. And I just got a few handful. Uh, it's all my cardinal signs, actually. I've got, uh, no, this isn't the one with the cardinal signs. I've got a few horoscopes for y'all on this one. Not everybody, though, okay? My Deacon Three Tauruses, those born May 11th to the 20th, you're dealing with an opposition with this one, okay? It's opposing your Deacon. And for you, November the 15th through the 19th is just about going to be the worst time of November for you, okay, my my dear sweet Deacon Three Tauruses. The focus on your thinking and communications make it a very busy time mentally, and the increase in personal interactions, clearing paperwork and bills, receiving and sending letters and emails and short trips around town may leave you feeling scattered and mentally exhausted. So watch out that for that, my Deacon 3 Tauruses. Deacon 3 Cancers, those born July 13th through 22nd, this energy is trining your Deacon, the most harmonious aspect. So for my Deacon 3 Cancers from November the 15th to 19th is probably just as good as the Venus-Mars conjunction for you, though it applies to a different area of life. It puts the focus on your thinking and communications, making this a very busy time mentally, and um, your mind is going to be on the ball more so than a lot of other signs, okay? So great for you, Cancer Deacon 3s. Enjoy. Enjoy the mental stimulation, the easy flow of energy to you. Uh, for Leo Deacon 3s, those born between August um, the 13th and the 22nd, you're actually dealing with a square, okay? And so from November 15th to 19th is actually going to be the most challenging period of the whole month for you, and it combines the worst of uh, of kind of many transits that are going on right at, around that time. And so it's going to make it a little actually very stressful, Leo's. I can't sugarcoat it. It's going to be difficult for you to concentrate because you're going to be easily distracted. And although you may be pressured to do so, do not, Leo Deacon 3's, sign contracts and try to delay any important decisions, okay? Virgo Deacon 3's, those born between September 13th and 22nd, You've got a slightly harmonious aspect going on, a sextile. And so from November 15th to 19th, it's going to put focus on um, your thinking and communications. It's going to be very busy for you. Your mind's going to be on the ball. Get her done. Okay, Virgo? Scorpio, uh, for you, Deacon 3, born November 12th, 21st, 
you, of course, are dealing with a conjunction. It's still going on in your sign. Um, and so it's putting the focus on your mind. You're going to be on the ball. And this is going to be the best time of the month from the 15th to the 19th to make plans, initiate business deals, bargain, buy, and sell. Okay? Capricorn, Deacon 3, those born or have, uh, you've got sun or ascendant. I should have said that for all these, but not just your sun sign, but ascendant could be in the third Deacon of Capricorn uh, from January 11th to the 19th. It's the best time of the month for you for doing business. Um, Your mind's going to be just on it, okay, Capricorn? So max out. Aquarius. Dun, dun, dun. You're also dealing with the square. Deacon 3, those born February 9th to 18th, from the 15th to the 19th this month, is going to be the most stressful period of the entire month for you. Definitely not the time to be making important decisions or signing contracts. You're likely to be easily distracted and confused. Take care not to let yourself be talked into anything as you are susceptible to agreeing to things just to get people off your back. Aquarius Deacon 3, studying would be difficult at this time with all the extra noise. I didn't want to tell you all that, Aquarius Deacon 3s, but I had to keep it real. Mercury is moving into Sag, and I already feel a a, a truth-telling spirit coming up on me, (laughs) even more so. All right, Pisces, Deacon 3, those born uh, between March 30th and the 20th, y'all are experiencing a trine. So between November 15th to 19th, it actually represents the best time of the month for you, Deacon 3, Pisces. Your mind is on the ball. You're going to be wanting to chat and start conversations on topics that interest you. And because you are thinking and expressing yourself clearly, Deacon 3, Pisces, This is an ideal time to make plans and initiate business deals, bargain, buy, and sell, okay? So that's Sun Conjunct Mercury for y'all. We're going to keep it moving right on into Wednesday the 18th at 10.31 a.m. Central Standard Time. Neptune Stations Direct, y'all. Ooh. I got to take a pause for the cause because I remember when Neptune went retrograde. Y'all want to know how, why? I got into a car accident (laughs) that day. And so I am actually looking forward, now that I know kind of how these patterns go, with that being a significant event that um, was initiated when uh, Neptune uh, station retrograde, I'm actually looking forward to Neptune station indirect because I, I think that some themes along the lines of that car accident are really going to come full circle and iron themselves out in, in different ways. They already have in certain ways, but it'll just be interesting. It's kind of like um, a, a science experiment now. I'm just watching and observing all these transits and, and what happens when these planets do certain things, and uh, it, it'll just be something to look out for. So Neptune station is direct. Um, Neptune direct allows us to keep external or outward factors at arm's length, okay? 
and escape into our own inner world. So while Neptune retrograde, what we've been going through since um, November of last year, uh, was more about internally focusing, forcing us to question any new dreams we've been entertaining so we can separate what's real from what's overly romantic, okay? Uh, once Neptune turns direct, uh, next week it's gonna we're gonna begin a face off. It's gonna begin a face off with Saturn, okay, offering us a reality. While for the last few months since November of last year, Neptune, uh, the planet of dreams and creativity, has been retrograde. Uh, we might have felt inspired or imagined that all things are possible, okay. So now that it's going direct, here comes the test. To those very dreams or inspirations that we've been experiencing here for about the last, uh, I believe, it's about five months, actually. No, November 15th of last year is when it went into the shadow phase. Okay. And so uh, since the sun's been in Scorpio, We've been learning a lot about the true nature of relationships in our life because Scorpio goes deep. It's not superficial. We're digging deep. We're investigating and researching. And so we've learned a lot about the true nature of relationships, especially all the people we can trust. And until Neptune goes direct next week, we will realize all the people from our past that we can or cannot trust. That's been going on as well since Neptune's been retrograde. And after Neptune goes direct next week, we are going to actually begin to look forward to new relationships, okay? Um, This means that endings in relationships have been and will continue to be happening um, as we approach. And so um, endings... uh, that are necessary in order to make us ready for new beginnings in these relationships. As uh, Saturn in Sagittarius is making us become the real us, we're going to continue to be evolving. And part of the process of evolving is letting go of people in our lives that don't serve us. You see, we're all moving forward and changing. But part of the process of Expansion in our lives means having new experiences with new people. However, if we have good relationships and we're moving together in concert, then we can expand and grow together. But if we're moving in different directions, you can pretty much guarantee endings in those relationships, okay? Um. So, yeah, uh, as humans, we're instinctively good at complaining and being critical of others. Um, We do this in order to define our own lives and also define who we want in our lives. Um, The more critical people are of us, the easier our life is because they've kind of done the job for us. They've helped us define that we can't trust them or or we can trust them to judge us, but if they're judging us, it's a sign that we can't trust them. 
and nor are they good for us in the future. Um, So the warning is if anyone criticizes you or complains about whatever you've done, it's a sign. Keep away from the complainers, the judges, and the criticizers. Detach yourself from them and end the relationship with them. Likewise, if you complain about anything or anyone in your life, you are emitting the negative energies that you don't trust them, then you will automatically lose whatever and whoever it is that you're complaining about. The best facet of Scorpio is its refined nature, and there won't be any big arguments. The negativity that is created will end whatever it is that needs ending. Conversely, the invisible bonds of trust will deepen the connection in your existing relationships and might even make a trusted friend become a lover. These are um, influences not only Neptune having been retrograde, but where it's going directly in while the sun's in Scorpio. Um If you want to think of it this way, um, these outer planets in retrograde like Neptune uh, can be compared to sitting in a train with your back towards the front. Instead of facing the front, your back's towards the front. So all you can see as the train's going by is the path, okay? Uh, Now, when it's stationing direct again or going forward as of next week, It just means that a specific facet of your life that Neptune rules um, and vision of your overall life that has been looking backwards will now be able to look forwards. That's why I was talking about the dreams and inspiration and what we've been imagining. We're going to start seeing it from a forward perspective. Um, So when Neptune goes direct, we're going to stop thinking depressing thoughts of the past and we'll stop looking back at the past and automatically next week we're going to start uh, begin to look forward and think positive, optimistic thoughts of the future. Instead of feeling what's the point, we're going to begin to feel why not give something new a try. Neptune wants us to explore with our mind and our thoughts, and it will create positive thoughts, visions, and illusions also of the future in our mind to stimulate our minds to move our life forward. Real events are going to happen to bring us good news and create hope for our future. Surprisingly, it may just appear out of nowhere, um, kind of that illusion that Neptune is responsible for. But the truth is it's been right there waiting to happen all this time. And all it needed from us was to look in the right direction to find it. And Neptune going direct will illuminate our minds to look in the right direction, and then we'll find our illuminated pathway to go forward, okay? No horoscopes on that one, but uh, definitely get with me on your uh, personal chart if you want to know how it's going to affect you um, more personally. And then on the 19th, which we're rounding out the week, that's Thursday of next week, uh, the moon goes void, of course, after squaring Mercury at 2.19 a.m. on Thursday rising for four hours and two minutes. And then right at 6.21 a.m., the moon enters Pisces, okay? 
so when pretty much when you wake up on uh, Thursday, the moon will be in Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Neptune that we just got through talking about. So uh, we're going to have an emotional satisfaction coming from, uh, you know, being wistful and sensitive and intuitive and compassionate, being imaginative, um, uh, boundaries and walls coming down is the energy of Pisces. Um, So emerging and blending and softening influence is going to satisfy us. We're not going to be looking at details when the moon is in Pisces. So the activities that are generally favored, anything imaginative, anything mystical or spiritual, any inner development activities, music, drama, activities involving water, and going on any kind of retreat, resting, relaxing, spa day next Thursday will be perfect. (laughs) Okay, and then uh, actually... We have Thursday rising, 12.27 a.m., even before uh, I did this out of order, but right before the moon enters Pisces, we're rounding out uh, a first quarter moon in Aquarius, okay? And real quick, um, squares definitely mean change. We're dealing with the new moon energy today. Once we get to next um, uh, Thursday, First quarter moon phase, we're going to get challenged on that. I told y'all, from the 11th of November until the full moon on the 25th, we got, you know, time to implement these new things, start these new projects, initiate these new intentions. And uh, But in between now and the 25th, on the 19th, we get that square. We get an opportunity to change course. I told y'all, 90 degrees, turning a corner. Once you... If you're going straight down a hallway and you have to turn a corner, that's the square, 90 degrees. And so it may require change of direction from what, okay, it's new moon. We're starting out new stuff, initiating new stuff. How do we know we're on the right track? Well, because when the square gets here in a week, in between now and the full moon, we're going to get a, a test or a challenge. Squares are challenging and we're going to get a test or a challenge or a confrontation of some kind where we're going to get an opportunity to see through people, experiences, events, um, if we're on track or not, okay? That's the that's the powerful opportunity we get at a first quarter moon. Uh, the moon is squaring the sun, 90 degrees, and so um, tensions can come up to square, because we need to look at some part of a relationship or emotional structure in our daily life that just isn't working right and may need more thought or consideration, okay? Um, It's the first aspect since the new moon, and it asks us to look at our newly devised plans from a distance that gives us a first glimpse of objectivity, Um, This can create a sensitive issue or it can give us the resolve necessary to make improvements and keep right on going up through that full moon, okay? Max out. This is, they already told you, this is the best new moon possibly ever. (laughs) Y'all know that can't possibly be true, but in a very long time, okay? 
And so you, you just, if you get to that first quarter moon phase and something ain't right, fix it and keep right on going. It's not a time to stop. Um, when you're talking about a Scorpio Aquarius square, sun being in Scorpio, moon being in Aquarius, our most private parts can sometimes conflict with our more friendly impulses, okay? Scorpio is deep and it's intense and it's passion, it's deep, it's dark. And Aquarius, you know, rules friendships and networking and humanitarianism. So exposure of the underlying motives of people, politics, and society can tend to make us even more cynical than normal. Um, definitely you, we should use our idealism and depth of vision to actively transform our society and ourselves. Uh, if you're having a tough time around this time, okay, it is a square. It could be very much be challenging. Um, uh, let's see. Just a... Uh, it's just, it could be a charged, really charged energy. I tell people don't sleep on these quarter moon phases because they're significant too. You may not consciously be aware of them, but trust me, when the square hits, you know, it's going to tell on us, okay? Um, we can choose at this time to be creative protagonists. We can allow this challenge to to help us spur us on to be creative, or we can allow this challenge to, to um, you know, bring out the passive victim um, that may want to emerge. So uh, if you're having any issues around this time, deep breathe deeply. That's always calming. It sounds so simple and cliche, but it really is a great remedy. Um, being aware of your body, uh, you can meditate. You can physically uh, release excessive tension through dynamic movements, get get moving, um, spiritual postures, possibly yoga-related, while you're holding a focused intent can be helpful, and then just practicing other rituals in general, okay? Um, yeah, I have a, quite a bit more information on that, but... I've talked about um, these quarter moon phases before, so I don't doubt y'all will be all right. You can contact me personally for any questions. And then Friday, the 20th, 1.43 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mercury enters Sag, okay? Two days later, y'all, the sun enters Sag. So next week is the last full week of sun in Scorpio, I know it's been real, real for me, and I mean that in the best way. And I hope y'all feel similarly. Uh, but with Mercury going into Sagittarius next Friday uh, afternoon, it's just straight up open energy of communication. Okay, um, it, it it tends to be. Uh, defined as the superficial energy of jokes and laughter when Mercury's in Sag. Um, it, but it has a purpose, and that's to make connections to people, okay, honest connections to people. And the best is through the socially uh, superficial energy of smiles and laughter. So that energy is going to be promoted, uh, connection through smiles and laughter while uh, Mercury's in Sagittarius. 
Um, open your mind. Do open your mind while Mercury's in Sag, but you may just may want to hold that tongue, okay? Um, I, I When I do speak of Sagittarius, I tend to speak of the foot-in-mouth syndrome. Uh, I have sun in Sag, y'all. I cannot tell a lie, and I have definitely experienced the foot-in-mouth syndrome. So that is my strong advice to y'all, especially we're talking about Thanksgiving holidays. When you're sitting around the table, everything that comes to your mind, you might not want to say it, okay? Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Mercury and Sag can be really bold and reckless. And you're, we're dealing with this energy from November 20th all the way through December the 9th. So it covers the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, Mercury and Sag can, it can be considered like a wild card. Um, uh, Mercury is all about thoughts and words, and, and Sag is all about action. Um, so this kind of translates into a time when we may find ourselves speaking too soon or out of turn, accidentally saying rude things or maybe on purpose saying rude things or spouting off things that just aren't true. Um, Nessage is about the truth, but Mercury is so quick and, and, and quick on the draw with its tongue that we can just spout off something that isn't true before we even realize it. Um, uh, if you already have a tendency toward telling tall tales, as they call it, or or getting your facts wrong, or if you know anyone like that, it's going to be even more so now, okay? So we're all going to be really advised to try harder to think before we speak and to consider other people's feelings more. Um, the upside to Mercury being in Sag is just us being more open-minded and adventurous and our thoughts being more expansive, okay? Um, thinking about traveling or going back to school or starting a new job. Um, Sagittarius is the visionary, so our minds will probably wander far and wide during this time. So, um it's just a really great time for feeling confident, thinking positive, and doing something exciting. Now, there's something I have for my... I'm going to read those um, horoscopes if I have time, but I really want to get this in from my cardinal signs, uh, Venus squaring Pluto. Ooh, it just sounds so sweet. You got Venus in Libra at 13 degrees squaring Pluto in Capricorn at 13 degrees. And this transit, my dear ones, can have a profound effect on your love life. Power and control issues may arise in existing relationships. Um, simmering tension may come to the surface as some manipulative behavior like jealousy or possessiveness. And at the root of these behaviors would be a deeply buried fear or insecurity about not being feeling loved or valued. Of course, it may be us who is subject to those kind of behaviors from a partner. Um, threats and ultimatums could rear their ugly heads around this time if either partner feels smothered or controlled. 
an unhealthy relationship may break down. This is next Friday at 8.02 p.m. Central Standard Time that it's exact. And so look out for this energy uh, over the weekend. You're getting off work maybe around 5 on Friday. This is exact at 8. Be mindful. An unhealthy relationship may break down, which would be very painful or dramatic, okay? Pluto is not superficial. We just went over that. And so it could be pretty intense um, if it's an unhealthy situation. A well-based relationship will will withstand the intensity of this transit. Um, In this case, there would be still uh, some kind of transformation undertaken within the relationship dynamics. New love is possible under this influence, okay? And it could seem like instant attraction. So if you're single and ready to mingle, get your buns out of the house next Friday and get your mingle on. Um, However, you must also realize, though, um, that such an infatuation is possible to lead to an abusive or even violent attachment. So just be mindful of that as well. Now, this is happening, like I said, Libra, Venus and Libra squaring Pluto and Capricorn. So for my Libras and Capricorn, this is affecting, yes, yes. Uh, Venus is conjuncting uh in Libra for my Libras and squaring Pluto and for my Capricorns, Venus is squaring you guys' plan, personal planets and Pluto's conjuncting. That's two out of the four cardinal signs. For my Cancers and my Aries, y'all are dealing with the opposition, okay? For the Aries, you're dealing with Venus opposing your um, sign and Pluto squaring it. From Cancers, you're dealing with Venus squaring your sign and Pluto opposing it. So I'm going to give you all some real quick info on that. I think it's powerful and potent, so I don't want to skip it. And uh, let me see how fast I can run through that because I see we got less than three minutes. Aries, love life, profound effect, power and control issues, simmering tension, Jealousy, manipulation, obsessiveness, be on the lookout. Aries, do not get caught slipping. Cancer, Venus squares your whole deacon from November 17th to 27th and squaring Pluto for you 19th through the 22nd. Um, Same kind of thing that I told Aries, um, but your your need uh, with Venus square, it does increase your need for love and affection, which should go well, but there may be a little friction if you don't get so much back in return, okay? Um, Might be feeling a little bit lazy. Oh, 90 seconds, y'all. This wasn't long enough today. For Libras, um, this energy complicates your close relationships because of the intensity of your feelings, not your general mood and feelings, but how you feel and show love and affection. When you become attracted to someone, this intensity can show as infatuation or even stalking. So watch out for that, my dear Libras. And for Capricorns, um, you may have some trouble getting motivated for work or even the boring daily routines of life. It's not a strong influence on its own, but adds um, a little bit of stress. Um, 
not really a super big deal. I just wanted to scan it real quick and see if there was something that needs to jump out. I told you all the major influences it's having on your sign, so feel free to contact me outside of that for more specifics. And we didn't quite get the um, horoscopes in for um, for Mercury entering Sag, which was the title of the show. But if you guys want to hit me up, like I said, I'm really easy to reach. I love y'all. I'm glad that I got, uh, I'm got. i back this week, and we'll be back again next week. I'll be even more in the flow. Keep the request for a report coming. I love it. Um, I'm not going to be doing reports on the day of the show, but I love y'all. Talk to you next week. Peace.